0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up Podcast. I gotta say, this guy is one of our more popular requests to ever have on, and I'm only kind of recently getting uh, getting deep uh into, into GG swing, or what was formerly known as GG Swing Tips. But Mr. George Gankus, uh, George, for those that are somehow unfamiliar with what you do, how do you describe it?
1: Uh, well, I describe it as I just coach golf. You know what I mean? Keep it simple. Um. That's it. But yeah, it's George George is golf. No more Gigi swings. <laughs> I'm done with that.
0: How do you? What? What? Uh, but what is the phenomenon kind of behind your teaching style? I kind of want to hear from your your background and how you got into into teaching and kind of all the things that have happened to you over the last several years and kind of what you're what you're best known for in the social media world.
1: Um. Well, that's a good question. You know, originally, you know, I was known for like having some good juniors for a long, long time. You know, for the last 15 years, I've had a lot of good juniors. And then I have a good buddy of mine, Danny Wax, who played on the, um, uh, at the time, Nationwide Tour. Uh, he asked me to get <clears throat> some social media, uh, Instagram at the time. And I really didn't want to do it, but he he actually told me it would be good for me because I had so many good juniors. And I just was showcasing my juniors, and that's kind of the way it started out for me as far as being on social media or anybody even knowing who I was because I'm not part of the PGA, um, program. Um, so that being said, nobody is going to know who you are unless you have some type of, uh, PGA tour player or whatever. So basically I showcased my players on there and my players, you know, you know, did their thing. And that's, that's kind of where I got on the map. If you'd say I was on the map at all is from my juniors.
0: And so kind of I guess you do credit Instagram with being kind of your boost into 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 making a name for yourself in the golf world?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's it's definitely helped actually for, you know, the social media part, actually doing my membership sites helped. Um quite a few things have helped. I mean, obviously my players have helped. Um definitely it's it, you know i i give all the credit to my players but the fact is is that i had something to actually showcase them on was the cool part um so i absolutely got to give credit to you know instagram or any other type of social media but first and foremost my players for sure
0: who were some of the uh the the professionals that you work with that people would recognize
1: um originally you know i had guys like uh Darren Angel a guy way back then Danny Wax um and then I had the privilege. My first PGA Tour player uh, was a guy named Sung Kang, um, who I'm still with. Um, he contacted me from Instagram, or just on a, a direct message, and he had his his agent uh, talk to me. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm I'm teaching him. Then I started working with, you know, after that, Danny Lee. And then I, you know, I got a chance to work with. You know, a a couple other guys like Darren Clark. Um, I got to work with Adam Scott. Um, Then I started working with Padraig Harrington, and you know, I still I still work with Padraig a little bit. If he actually asks me any questions, I'm there for him. All those guys, if they ever have a question, I'm there. But lately, it's been more because I've been so busy with my um, membership site that people I'm more of a consultant now people just call me say hey what do you think what do you think and it's it's a lot better than having to be on tour all the time that's for sure for me
0: yeah I kind of want to get into how the membership site how all that works and whatnot but I was actually at Bay Hill this year and uh if I remember right I saw you working with Padraig on the range there is that right
1: uh at bay hill yeah i was probably with Padrick, adam uh scott uh danny lee Sun king at the time
0: it uh you with podrick harrington seems like a pretty epic crossover of of minds in the game of golf i'm kind of wondering what uh what kind of things does uh Padre pick your brain about and what do you what do you kind of help him with the most
1: First off, Padraig is a really, really smart dude, and probably one of the coolest guys I've ever taught, to be honest, and just a great human. I mean, he's hes just like, I can't say any more about the dude, he's the coolest. Um, so it's like, he's already a smart guy, already super accomplished. It's just flattering that I even get to like talk to the dude. He's uh, straight up all about, he wants speed. He wants speed, and I can give him speed. So if I can give him speed, he he, he knows how to play golf, and that's what he's looking for. He's looking for an advantage because the older we get, he's, you know, he's like 46, 47, somewhere in there, pretty close to my age. He wants speed, so it, and he wants to max out his speed so when he just swings comfortably, he's swinging his driver at 120, 22, 23. Um, and that's possible for him, so it's kind of cool. He'll try and max out at like 128, 130, and then when he just says he's just chilling, he's swinging at like 120, and, and it's kind of cool philosophy. But that that's what he picks my brain on is more of how to create speed. And I'm not even a cons, uh, considered a speed coach, but so many people come to me for to create speed. It's kind of funny.
0: For perspective on that, for people listening at home, 128, 130, that's kind of up there in the Cameron Champ range, is it not?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That guy's got mad speed, for sure.
0: And what is it about, I guess, why? Do, why would somebody come to you in particular for speed? What is it about your technique that kind of has caught the attention of so many people?
1: Well, first off, I mean, legitly, I I, I've got speed. <laughs> so if, if I can create speed at my age and, and I didn't always have speed, that means that I know how to do it. You know what I mean? So if I, if I can't do it myself, I feel fraudulent. I feel like I can't I, I, I can't relay info. And that's not the raw, right way to actually, you know, portray it because there's guys who can't do it that can teach it. But I just feel personally myself if I can't do it. Then, then, then I then I have no right teaching it. In my opinion, for me, for me my, myself. But I have met guys like I said that are brilliant coaches that they can't do it. So um, all I'm saying is that for for that speed-wise alone, there's some some really like really important parts of speed that people really don't understand. And some do obviously, but a lot of people don't, they have a a misconception of where speed comes from. And I feel like I understand exactly where speed comes from. So it's, it's, it's one of those things where some people who, who need speed and they've never been able to get it. And they come to me and they get it. And they're like, uh, this guy has, you know, he knows how to get speed. So then the word travels. And next thing you know, people are coming to me for speed and that's not what I'd say I am. I wouldn't say I'm a speed coach. I wouldn't say that I'm a mechanical coach. I'd say first off and foremost, I was originally a coach that got people to play better golf. And then it became, oh, this guy's good at at like technique. Oh, he's good at you know, creating speed, but really in general, that's not what my aim was for in the first place. It was just to help people get better at golf.
0: Well, I don't know how much you'll give us here with uh, that's not behind the paywall here as to what those tips are for speed, but is there is there anything that you've kind of modeled you, what you teach after any particular swings or any techniques in, in particular? I've watched some of the videos. I know it's a lot harder to probably describe this on a podcast no, than I it is to show a video. I I'll, I'll,
1: give, I'll give you a few things that I would say that would be very, very important. I'd say number one is finishing your shoulder turn. That's an easy concept that anybody can... I mean, I can get into super detail, but I don't want to waste your time. I'd say the first thing and first thing for sure: finish your turn and don't squat in the backswing. Get more up in the backswing as you go back. Um, big full turn, finish your turn. Now, I'm not going to get into as you turn, take your your left bend out. I'm not going to get into details, but just keep your shoulder inclined as you have a huge turn. That'd be number one. Get your hands above your head um, would be another one um number number three if we even have numbers here i would say i'd get my right arm more into like a a throwing position like a quarterback position where the right arm's like high okay not like tucked or pinched it's like if you're gonna throw a ball would you ever throw a ball with a pinched arm Mm -mm. absolutely not okay so why would you try and create speed that because the argument would be like okay this guy's gonna hit it all over the planet if his arm's up well that's funny because nicholas didn't and you can't name one number one player in the world in the last 30 years that had a tuck right arm can you
0: uh that's, no, 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 you, no you, can. you can't
1: absolutely not you can name players but you can't name a number one player that has had a tucked arm in the last 30 years so that being said that's a big 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 you know, understanding of why players are number one, all the number one players in the world are have speed now. Um, so having the arm up fly is not a problem to me. It's actually a cool thing. It creates speed. Um, then the next thing is, is if you go up in the ground up in the backswing, the first move is straight down. It's like the sweet spot of the ground and most people want to push off their trail leg. Um, almost like they're actually feeling like they're a pitcher, like they're pushing up trail leg. You don't need to do that. What you need to do is get up to the top of your full turn and just sit straight down the ground as, as you turn and then push off the ground. That's where you create speed. Um, and another thing would be is if you threw a ball, when do you activate your arm in the throw? Do you, th- do you throw your arm right away or do you activate your arm last?
0: Oh, man, if I if I knew the answer to that, I think I'd be in the playoffs right now. I don't. I never could figure out the 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 fastball. But you're 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 activating your arm. I would think last if you're pushing off with your lower Absolutely. body. Yeah,
1: that's a, that's kind of an obvious answer, but nobody does it in golf. Everybody tries to pull their arms down first. Hmm. So as soon as you actually leave your arm behind, you're actually creating more stretch. So that's another speed factor right there. So if you put all those together, you got a full turn, high hands. You get back into the ground and then you push out of the ground without your arms pulling down and, and, and you 've got speed it 's pretty simple stuff hmm. it 's it's, it's a lot like other sports it 's not like um, I think when we create, we tried to you know teach golf, we saw things that we thought we saw from good players and and we started to try and recreate the wheel and a lot of times we messed up as coaches
0: the way you describe this motion i i keep picturing sergio is that somebody as you kind of put in into this into this mold of kind of fitting the of the uh that practices kind of what you're preaching here i know he's not a student of yours but
1: i love Sergio's swing sergio's people don't know it but sergio has one of my favorite swings he'd be my top five five like golf swings that i like i love that he he shallows it out i love his rotation through the ball um i love a lot of things he does in his golf swing and i actually a long time ago I was a caddy and, and he actually played in a group and he's one of the best ball strikers I've ever seen, to be honest. So I, I love his motion, but I would say if I looked at it, it'd be like right arm would be a little bit more high. Like, I don't know, like a Sam Sneed or a Jack Nicklaus uh, in the backswing with the full turn with kind of a Rory squat um, with kind of like a Hogan post impact extension, um, like a DJ in transition, uh, which we call P five, uh, When the the left arm gets parallel, the downswing, uh, the start of the downswing, there's, there's a lot of like the left arm looks like it's stretched and touching across his chest. There's a lot of speed in that. And, and those are the things that I see. But, but if you said, uh, Sergio, it wouldn't be too far off. Sergio is about us.
0: Building off something you said there, I'm trying to trying to picture this. You you mentioned kind of there, not, there hasn't been a tucked armed player to reach number one. Who would who would you consider like a tucked arm player? I'm trying to visually picture the a golf swing that I could.
1: Ben Hogan, Ben Hogan. Yeah, yeah. He just had, he really had the arm, the the humerus or the bicep tricep tricep tucked to like his rib cage. It was just real tight, and and that was more for control. And he had control. And and nowadays the games changed. Granted, they had different balls back then. And, you know, if you look at how far he hit a seven iron, it was like nothing comparable to now. But a lot of that was balls. Ben Hogan had a lot of speed. He used the ground really nicely, rotated nicely. He got the shaft to work right in transition. So many good things he did that I loved what Hogan did. Um, But what I'm talking about is speed. If he let that arm fly, he'd gain another four to seven miles per hour. And, And I would never give that up nowadays.
0: We'll get back to the podcast here in a second, but real quick, had a chance to bother Maddie Kelly in the middle of the night over in Korea. Uh, they're coming fresh off the the win on Mark Leishman's bag at the 2018 Cimb Classic. Want to get some insight on what Mark had in the bag and what was working for him? So here he is, Maddie. Good morning. Tell us all about it. Congratulations. Thank you, mate. It was a crazy week. It was fun. Obviously, it's always nice to finish him off. What did uh, What did Leish have in the bag, and what especially was working for him this week? Uh, he added a wedge after the Tour Championship. He wasn't very happy with his uh, wedge play. So he uh, added a Callaway 52 degree. So he changed his setup quite a lot and then moved his wedges around from what he had, making it 47, 51, 55, 60. And I've never seen him wedge it like he did the last four days. I would say he was an okay wedge player and this week he was great. Um, if you can keep that up, big things to come, hopefully. It seems like it worked for you guys, so I'll let you get to it uh, over there in Korea. Thanks for checking in real quick, and uh, best of luck on the rest of the Asian Swing. Awesome, mate. Thank you. All right, and now back to our conversation with George Gankus. I've, I've read somewhere, too, also that you had at least done in some capacity some work with Adam Scott and, and, and the way I'm looking at it as an amateur, uh, amateur golfer, there's, that guy's got one of the more picturesque golf swings in the world and maybe in history. What do you teach a guy like Adam Scott? What's he come to you for? Is it, does it all go back to speed?
1: Um, no, he didn't come to me for speed. He came to me because I have, a, um, a YouTube, um, a, a actually YouTube page that he, he watched and he got in contact with me um, through another one of my buddies, and what ended up happening is he said, "I, I want to work with uh, George because he says my setups um, a little off, and he always wanted to change." Um, from his setup, he backed off away from it two, three inches from his address position. So if you if you drew a line on his forehead um, from down the line view, meaning like if your camera was down the line and you were looking like on TV. Um, And you saw his, you drew a line on his forehead and his backside, his forehead would move away from his original position, anywhere from like two to four inches. Um, And he played the ball off the hosel. So as he backed away from it, he he hit the sweet spot. So it was nothing that was mandatorily or he mandatorily needed to change. He just didn't like it. Um, So most people, when they back away from a ball, they're going to throw their arms at it. Well, he played it off the hosel. And as he backed away from it, he hit sweet spot. So the reason he did that, he could never figure that out, was because of his setup. And his setup, he had such nice posture, is from what we all look at. His his back was real straight, but he's he's not short. Um, as I remember, he's like six two, um, somewhere around there, six two six three. So the taller you get, and you keep your back straight. You're going to actually bend over a lot and your armpits are going to get exposed. They're going to be out in your toe line. And the more and more you get your armpits out in your toes, you can't stay in that posture and turn. You're always going to stand up through the ball. And that's what he did. Um, so he wanted to figure out how to fix that stand up through the ball. Um, and I changed the setup. And then once I changed his setup, he was allowed to—he was able to rotate through the ball better, and those two things allowed him to actually compress the ball more and control his face better. Um, and a lot of people would go, "Well, he already hit the ball better than anybody." Well, guess what? He's hitting the ball as good as he's hit it in a long time. So, um, and that doesn't mean you're playing better golf. You still got to putt and chip and, and play golf. But absolutely, my job was to actually change his setup and get him to rotate better through the, through the, uh, the ball and that's that's what I did awesome that's as simple as that
0: and uh, I know you've got several YouTube videos and uh, I, I strongly advise people to go check that out at George Gankas golf but uh, you, you introduced this concept of calling something a matchup and I know it's it's something you've fleshed out over over several videos and have a visual element to it but as best you can on here explain what you mean by a matchup and how that works and it's kind of some of the examples that you give related to particular golfers.
1: All right, I'll give you a matchup. So here's a matchup. You got Dustin Johnson with the face that's super shut. Um, he's not gonna release the club through the ball. He's not gonna let it go real early. Um, his matchup would be to get his right arm really external, which means like if you're losing an arm wrestling match on your right arm, he's really keeping that forward. His handle's really, really far forward because he's holding the face off, okay? And so he's got to open his body up a lot. Now, imagine somebody seeing that and going, I want to copy him with a normal club face. Where do you think their ball's going to go? Uh, right? Really far right. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. So, <clears throat> absolutely. So, people try to copy what Dustin does without the actual face matching up. So, in general, everything we look at is all face. I'd say face is pretty much the king of the golf swing. Meaning, if 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 I started with the face dead shut, I'm definitely going to have my handle forward. I'm going to have a lot of rotation to try and hold the face off. I'm going to my swing direction at start is most likely going to be out to the right if I'm a righty. And if I had my face open at address. And I just didn't know any better. The first thing that I'd do is I'd probably come over the top. I'd start releasing all my angles, meaning throwing everything at it that I could do to square it up. Um, and most likely my pivot, I'm going to start sitting on my back foot. Just anything to get the ball not to go right. Um, so a matchup would basically be to me is matching something up that would be optimal. Um, for instance, if you look at someone like, like Rory, for instance most kids try to copy the stall out of his legs. If you stall out like Rory does with his legs, guess what most kids are going to do? They're going to stall out their chest. But what's cool about Rory is Rory's chest continues to open through the ball. Um, So most kids, when they stall out, their swing direction goes way out to the right, and they hit big blocks and hooks depending on where the face is at. So Rory matches up his drop in and being behind the ball and really like his arms get really deep in transition, meaning deep means behind him, but then he really opens up with his chest. So most players who drop their arms behind them and stall their hips out are most likely going to be having a swing direction that's way out to the right. But Rory does not because he matches up by opening up his chest. Um, So, there's matchups all over the place. Players have so many different types of matchups. It's um, all the tour players do. You know, you got guys, you got guys who are, are doing things to create the most optimal ball flight that they can. Um, you look at a Brooks Koepka. Brooks Koepka doesn't really have a, a, a huge turn in the backswing, okay? But the problem is is that most people that don't have a a huge turn on the backswing are going to start to slide. But he doesn't slide a whole bunch. But what happens is his hand path moves out and over. Meaning, when I say hand path moves out and over, like you're almost going to come over the top with your hands. But his club lays down like Sergio. But his wrist angles are so shut, meaning he has a lot of flexion in his lead hand, which means it's kind of bowed for those of you who don't know. Which means his pattern is he's going to go left to offset that. He really bows his wrist and he turns through the shot and he hits cuts. Um, But most people who do what he does would hit big slices (laughs) because they don't match it up by having the the wrist angles the same way he does, kind of like Dustin. So imagine you having everything matched up like Dustin, but you don't have Dustin's speed. Like let's say, for instance, I had a little girl, um, Carly Stevens. Really good golf swing. looked like Dustin's golf swing, but she only swung at seventy miles an hour with an eight iron. How high do you think that that eight iron went?
0: Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't begin to guess. it We're going to get into ball flight laws and all that. I couldn't guess that apex. No,
1: we're just going to say it went pretty much dick high. Okay, yeah. The ball didn't get off the air. Uh, didn't get off, Didn't get up in the air. So that being said, is that optimal? Absolutely not. I mean, it looked cool. She hit it solid but she doesn't have enough speed to get that ball airborne. So is that a good matchup? No, not until she has speed like Dustin. So those are, that's, that's basically in a nutshell what matchups are. I mean, there's so many ways you can talk about matchups. And it's incredible. Yeah,
0: Man, I think I figured out your business model. You hand out the, some of the stuff like a drug dealer, like the free stuff, with the crack, and then make everyone come see you to really steer it home. I could, just because I was watching some stuff and kind of trying to copy the backswing moves a little bit. Now now I think I got, you got me between, between a couple patterns now here. But
1: Well, I mean, those backswings are funny. It's like everybody thinks that I like crossed up. And, you know, in in, and crossed up, um, it just so happens to be that three of my best ball strikers are all crossed up, like Matt Wolf, you know, the best college player in the country right now, Um, Johnny Ruiz, uh, web.comer, and Sun King, they're all crossed up. And it it just looks different, but they all pivot differently in the downswing, that it's not a bad
0: thing. I was just getting ready to ask you about Matt Wolf, and I kind of wanted to know, what, what you thought the first time you saw that golf swing and kind of what you've done with it once you started working with him.
1: Uh, well, I started working with Matt. Um, he was eighth grade, just coming into ninth grade. Um, and I saw it and it was, it was a very interesting move. Um, he started out by draw, uh, taking out a driver and hitting sling hooks. Um, and at the time I had my track, man, I think he was 14 degrees and out from where we were trying hmm. to go and so he was hitting sling hooks um and he was already pretty darn good at in eighth grade like he i mean he was he was, he was hitting the ball pretty good he just couldn't control his curve it was too too much hook block overhook um so what i ended up doing is legit saying okay what do i want to do with this i just thought to myself real quick i'd already dealt with it i had a kid named aaron smith who was a very, very good junior, um, could have been very, very good, got on the wrong path, but that's a whole nother story. And and the kid was – Aaron Smith was one of the best ball strikers that i ever seen. And he had almost the same pattern. He was in, club was crossed the line. He rotated so many similar patterns. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to mess with his backswing. I'm going to let him do what he does, and I'm going to get him open up in the downswing. Um and see where see where this goes. And so that's what I did. So I let him do a lot of the stuff that he did naturally. And I just started to get him to open up, open up, open up, and open up. And before you know it, I got him from like 14 degrees into out, 12 degrees into out, to about two degrees, four degrees, and he liked it right there. So we stopped at like four to three degrees into out. And then we started getting him more left. He likes starting to hit the straight to cut ball. Um, and then it's gone back and forth. Um, and from now, it's just maintenance. The kid's so good now. He, he knows how to play golf. Um, so for me, it's, it's very easy. It's just he'll send me a swing here and there. And it's, I, don't, I mean, it, it's probably the easiest coaching job on the planet. But he trusts me more than anybody. So it, it's, it's really, really cool that for working with him for, you know, six years now, that he's such a great kid, such a great talent. And everybody looks at that swing and goes, wow, are you going to fix that? And I'm like, now everybody's like, that's the coolest swing ever. But for the first three years of it, it was straight up. That's that swings garbage. That's this. But I said, if you watch them hit it. He'll think absolutely different because he's probably one of the most consistent ball strikers I've ever seen. He'll throw a pattern, he'll throw 10 balls in a row that look the same exact. He'll hit it as flush as anyone has uh, ever seen. Um, and he'll just repeat. He's got the knack to repeat. So, as far as Wolf and his patterns, I, I couldn't ask for a, a, a cooler looking golf swing and a, a better, better kid and more talent. I can't wait till he turns pro.
0: And, you know, we're in this era where technology has changed so much in the last 20 years or so. And so many kids come up learning and, and, you know, idolizing old golf swings and whatnot. But the game has changed so much that I feel like there's so much space to be explored with new golf swings. Bryson being an example and something like Wolf. It's kind of like, do you see a trend where maybe guys coming up into the future that golf swings are just not going to look like traditionally what, what they've looked like in the past?
1: Um, yeah, I hope so, to be honest, because I think what people think is a perfect swing is, is nonsense. It's, it has nothing to do with what it looks like all the time. It's like you're picking pieces out that are relevant. You're like, oh, this, this looks so pretty. Um, it means nothing. Um, if you're, if your bottom is not where it needs to be and you're not matching up your path to face ratios, who cares? You know, you have, you, you don't have a, a good ball pattern. I've seen so many guys with look, beautiful backswings, beautiful finishes, and everybody's, oh, that's a perfect swing. They hit it everywhere. And then I've seen people that, what people think have a garbage backswing and a garbage finish hit it straighter than anybody. So there's a lot to be said that, that we're missing from the bottom part. Um, and that's what, all that really matters to me. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff that with pressure and, and the backswing and, and transition and stuff like that, that really matter to me um or setups of the backswing that matter so I used to say that backswing doesn't matter to me it does it matters big time but there's a lot of things and a lot of looks that I'm okay with that that a lot of other coaches most likely are not okay with just because it doesn't look pretty the, to the the normal eye mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I see beauty in a lot of like I just you know I watched you know Sam Snead Bobby Jones a lot of the old timers and what I saw is I didn't mind the the left foot coming off the ground. I didn't mind club getting crossed the line. I didn't mind the right arm flying. I just watched their body work and it was, it was amazing. And so we went off on, in my opinion, the two things that messed up golf, this, 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 is probably the biggest two things is one setup. People started trying to get a perfect, you know, back straightening their back and getting their butt back and that ruined balance points. And it ruined rotation through the ball, um, made people stand up and hump. Um, so I think that was one of the biggest things that ruined golf. Next thing I would say is, is stopping the rotation, the backswing, trying to restrict the hips and tuck the arm. Those are some things that really, set golf back and, and the old timers never did any of that they really turned everything back they got their arm flying and they really used their body through the through the ball properly and they didn't slide i mean and and for a while we we got on this tip that you had to really push all your pressure forward and everything else and you can get pressure forward without pushing your pressure forward um you get the leads side of the pelvis low Um, And what I mean by that, if you flex your left knee and you get the lead side of your pelvis low, there's pressure forward. You don't have to move your pressure forward um, in order to create pressure forward and turn. You just don't. It's as simple as that.
0: And I've heard you talk a bit about, about ball flight laws and that, and that's probably a, you could probably spend a whole hour talking about, about the physics behind that, but kind of what do you see from, from amateurs, juniors or anything, people that don't understand ball flight laws? So the common misconceptions, uh, around ball flight laws, what do you see there? I just think that, that
1: players who understand ball flight laws, understand the ball starts not a hundred percent on face, but you just, as, as as, as a coach and you're trying to teach your 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 players listen the ball starts more on the face and the ball curves away from the path as soon as you can understand that it, it becomes simple and, and I put a stick on the ground and I say hey listen this is where we want to ball- start the ball this is where your face is going to be at the point of impact um, these are your intentions doesn't mean it's going to happen and if your face is here and your path is anywhere right of it guess what? The ball's going to start on that and move more left. Now, does it start 100% on face? No. Is it a perfect equation? No. There's a lot of other things that go along with it, whether it's the ball, the friction, the grass. There's so many things that go along with, with ball flight laws, and we don't need to get into that. But once a player understands that, wow, my face has a lot to do with where the ball starts, Um, and if I swing my path right of that, the ball is going to go in the opposite direction. If my face stays at that same position, if I swing left of that and my ball starts on that same face, guess what? It's going to curve, right? Um, they start to be able to control, um, their start line and they control, um, having a one way miss. And that's important to be able to play some good golf. I think that's probably one of the, the the best ways to get good at golf is to create a pattern meaning be able to start it at something and turn it one way. And once you can do that, you take one side of the course. And, and, and I'm not the first to say that that's been mm-hmm. my, my first coaches. That's all they ever said. They just didn't, they didn't know the formula to ball flight laws. They didn't realize that the ball started closer to the face. Um, they thought it started on the path. So, um, that being said, now that we have TrackMan, flight scope, all these other cool things, Um, we know where the ball's starting and we can relay that to our players and our kids and, and, and it just makes them not guess what's going on and looking at positions and going, oh, my, my face is open up top or my left arm's not here or, or, oh, I'm under. Um, now they have a better understanding of what's really going on, which is cool. And it saves you a lot of time. That's what ball flight fall, ball flight laws are for, in my opinion
0: got yeah that's uh that I, I was afraid of that answer and now i now i'm thinking about all kinds of things that i'm probably doing wrong but uh <laughs> i'm uh I'm curious to kind of hear, and I know there's there's probably some confusion out there between. I, I want to kind of understand your business, and I know that uh, I don't know how much you can say about you know what used to be GG Swing Tips, which is now George Gankus Golf. But kind of, can you give a, an overview of of uh, kind of the history behind that and and what you're building out uh, with uh, with your current platform?
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I just had a guide like three, four years. I don't even know the, the time we started. Um, but we, the, a guy came along and said, Hey, listen, I, I want to start. Um, I want to start actually a membership site with you. And I said, you know, I'm not the guy. No, nobody really cares. He's like, no, no, no. You're, you're killing it on Instagram. You're just starting. I only had like 10,000 guys. He's like, let's get your info out there. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. And he kept convincing me to do it. So finally we did it. And it wasn't like it was great. It just, it, you know, it started out and it was okay. I of p- people talking a lot of trash. i thought. talked, had a lot of people say this is cool, um, a lot of mixed emotions, and then you know I just did what I did, and you know people started just knowing who I was. I started actually getting better well known uh, amongst some other uh, other players on tour, um, so it it helped my business. Um, but the fact is, is that I got into um, a deal with a guy that that actually, um, in my opinion, is is not a guy that I want to go into business with. Um, but I could get into, because we're going to be going into litigation here soon. I just don't want to say anything that would be slandering, um, mm-hmm. uh, sure. his name. So, but the thing was, is there's some disagreements on some things and, um, he basically stopped paying, um, everything period. So I haven't been paid in, since December, So basically, he owes me a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the thing was, is he started charging people's credit cards without my authorization, saying he was absolutely um, certifying instructors. He basically stole my domain, Gigi Swing Tips. So that being said, once he stole my domain name, he started saying that he owns all content, and he basically took the whole site. Um, So that being said... Um, People said, "Why don't you sue him?" And I just didn't want to go through it. I'd rather concentrate on a different project um, until I get this project done. So I started a new project, um, got my focus in the right place, and now it's almost done. As soon as it's done, then um, his ass is going down.
0: Man, I can't imagine. (laughs) Yeah, I can't imagine the frustration that comes with uh, just like something you built as a brand and has your name on a GG Swing Tips being. uh,
1: Well, you got but guys in Japan, they just put they came down to do something on the golf digest and they're like, Oh, uh, I said, whatever you do, if you're going to put my face on golf digest in Japan, just don't use Gigi swing tips. Of course, the first thing it was was Gigi swing tips on the cover. Um, and so, (laughs) so guess who makes the money for that? Yeah, not me. So and it's not even about the money. It's just the fact that Gigi swing tips, Gigi swing tips. And if for me, um, as George Gankis golf. I've got, I mean, that's the direction I got and it is. Yeah. It's frustrating that the fact that all the energy I put into the other thing and now, <clears throat> now it's, um, uh, back to, uh, I, I basically am at G- George Gankis golf, which is going to be way cooler anyway. So.
0: Well, yeah, it sounds. I mean, I know that your your diehard fans are definitely uh, definitely on your side, and it. and just a little bit of inter- internet research I did, it looks like that uh, at least on Gigi swing tips they're almost carrying it off as if you're still the one producing content there, and that is not the case. So.
1: Oh, Gigi swing. Yeah, I know a lot of people. Well, he for a while he was talking as me and stuff mm. too. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of lot of stuff. He was certifying instructors as me, um, acting like I was there, and just up until recently. Uh, The last, I don't know, three, four months, he said, no, I'm no longer involved. So uh, at least he cleared that okay. up, so we can give him a little credit for that.
0: <laughs> uh, so, to kind of talk to me about what like your your business model is, because from what I understand, like you teach professionals, you teach juniors, but is it true you also kind of teach? So, people submit videos to you online through the membership portal, and you help people online with their swings. No, or how does that, that work? was
1: that was before. Okay. That was before. That's what we we're doing now. I do some um, online lessons when I get a chance. I'm just, you know, I'm working every day right now. I'm I'm filming right now. What I'm filming for. On my days off is I've been, for the last nine months, I've been getting together um, a bunch of content for a new membership uh, site, George Gankus Golf, um, and it's about ready to launch and in December it should launch, uh, we're hoping for. So in the next, we'll be actually done filming in two weeks. So I'm, I've am i been every, my two, three days off, Sunday, Monday, I've been filming. So what's going on really is basically I'm just online lessons, um, or on the mat or I'm doing that project. And my online lessons is not what I would say. I could concentrate big time on it, but it's just, I haven't had much time to do it. But before when I had my other membership, I was doing online through, um, through that membership
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, what is what do your DMs look like now? I mean, you got over a hundred thousand followers now on Instagram. Are people just in? Is it just on repeat every single day? Slide people sliding in looking for tips and advice. And how's that process work? <laughs> do you have a staff helping you get through these?
1: Uh, you know what? I actually have a good friend of mine, Jack Kim, um, who actually goes and looks through it. He's one of he's one of the uh, coaches that actually is under me. Um, and what he'll do is he'll actually send them to my other assistant i have another assistant named Frank to sort of his my actual um my scheduling um and they relay stuff and that's that's the way i have to do it because i can't get yeah. to it all i uh, i mean honestly to be honest i'm never on instagram like probably a lot of people think I am. I used to be last year a lot more than I am now. It's just that it's not that, that I wouldn't want to be. I just am not. I don't have time. I, I just don't have time for it, to
0: be honest. Well, I'm very pleasantly surprised that I was able to slide through there and actually get this, get this able to work where,
1: uh, say Jack found it for you. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> where do you it was perfect. work out of and where, where do you, uh, do you do all your lessons from one location or how's that work?
1: Um, yeah, I'm out of, uh, Westlake, California. It's like 30 minutes from LAX and, uh, that's where, yeah, that's where usually I do most my, my lessons unless somebody calls me to, to, um, come out to a different area or my filming I'm doing out of Ventura, California right now for, for my new membership site. Um, but most of my stuff is yet yeah, out of Westlake. It's, it's just a driving range, a regular local driving range so I can, you know, dress cash and, and just do my teaching out there
0: you uh in terms of you know you mentioned dressing cash do you uh do you ever get any kind of blowback from anyone within the the pga i mean, you mentioned not being a pga member but i don't give a shit what they say i know you i know you <laughs> don't but do you get do you they ain't get doing nothing back? for me. They ain't get me
1: paid. i ain't even on the pga top 100 list um <laughs> until they put me on there maybe i'll even listen to one of them but until then i don't give a shit what they say this is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why do I care what they say about PGA? Not to be a dick, by the way, and I probably shouldn't say that. It's Just straight up, they haven't done nothing for but, me. When they do something for me, then I'm I'm down. I mean, I'll be cool to them. I'm not gonna be mean to them. There's no reason to. I, they haven't done nothing to me, but I have no reason to actually conform to what 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 they want me to know, that's for
0: sure no you don't have to explain that to 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 me or to anybody <laughs> to listen to this I man anybody that kind of breaks the mold in in any fashion in golf it uh it can ruffle some feathers along the way is why i uh why i asked about it. i'm kind of was kind of curious if there if there if you've had any incidents or people kind of give you shit about anything or if that just like kind of slides oh, off absolutely. your back
1: no absolutely No people i mean all the time i mean I, you know i've got so much more support than i've got yeah here, so it's cool it's like like, if you meet me, you're not gonna you're not gonna hate me. I mean, I'm not I'm not out to get nobody. I'm just out to actually help somebody. So, it once you meet me, you're not gonna you're not gonna hate me. So, it, it, the only people that that they're hating are people that are jealous mm-hmm. or or they've never met me. That's as simple as that.
0: Do you see your work being copied or imitated anywhere? In uh, uh, okay. yeah, it's
1: flattering. Fuck, it's flattering. I, I love it. I mean, people are like, dude, he's still in your shit. I'm like, cool, good. And hopefully, he's helping somebody. You know what I mean? It's not anything where hey, I own any of this stuff. You know, I, I stole it all myself. I stole it from players, watching other players, you know, what they do. And, and, hey, this guy's got something I like. This guy's got something I like. Every every good coach has learned from watching the players. It's not like, hey, I learned from this coach and I, I really haven't learned from a lot of other coaches. I learned more from watching players and experimenting myself on myself being my own coach. And, and trying to figure out why certain things work is is the formula. Um, there are some other guys that have been, you know, if I ever needed something, I've, I've been – that I've had people to, you know, talk in certain questions like science stuff and stuff like that that I needed. But in general, yeah, I learned from yeah. players.
0: All right, I got two more and I promise I'll let you get out of here. I, it took a lot of no, it took don't. a lot of digging to actually find it, but I did find a couple YouTube clips of your swing. And uh, one driver swing that I saw. I don't know if this is your swing every time, but it involved you <laughs> taking that's your driver it swing. So, it, you <sighs> I'll I'll describe it and you can tell me if I describe it right. You lift the driver straight up and then like move it behind you almost like you that, what I thought you were doing a drill for a second, but why is why does your driver swing just where you lift the club directly up and then
1: well first off, it's because here's the here's how it started. I just did it as a drill. I used to do it when I was actually a kid and I used to just hit it better that way. Um, one of the main reasons is, is I've always been a pretty decent iron player um and my swing is short and fast and so with the driver that just never equated to being a good driver for me. And anytime that I can get a full swing or full shoulder turn, I hit my driver better. So if I take it up in front of my face and I don't turn, I'm dead. So I know that. So now I have to have a full, complete turn or I'm dead. So basically, number one, makes me turn more. Number two, it makes me get up in my backswing. And number three, I get down and turn, which means I'm creating a lot more speed. So my, my club at speed, shit. <laughs> if I said something, and I want to be truthful here. Uh, my normal club head speed, if I hit a driver, probably right now is 16 to 17, 117. I can get up to one. Shit, I've got it up to 129 last year with a driver. But my, my normal, if I try and get it up and you said, okay, let's see how fast you can get it. I'll get it to 24, 124, going up over the head. And my normal 16, 17, if I'm trying to hit it I mean, I could get it to 20 if I swung it normal, but if you said, "Hey, let's do a challenge and you get 10 balls," I'd say 16, 17 with normal, but I'll get to 24 and 10 balls if I go over the head. Absolutely.
0: Well, that was my my last question was going to be, "What is your swing speed and what's your game like?" You got the swing speed part, but what uh, what is your game like? And do you uh...
1: my game last year was really good. I mean, I was shooting a lot of 60s rounds, and and right now, kind of trash. I haven't. I just like legit. I'm playing once a week. I'm probably playing honestly two times a month, which is not what I'd like to do. And I I mean, if I'm playing two times a week, I can play. But one time, two times a month is is, is hard, and it's not by it's not by choice because I'm gonna start playing again. But if I get if I get some reps in, people who know me know I can play. (laughs) I can play golf, but the fact is, is I, I'm I'm not sharp at all. <laughs> so if people want to bat me right now, it's the time. <laughs> How's your game? Well, do I get to ask you a question?
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I I played I've played more golf in the last two years than I have like my, my whole life at any point, and I haven't really gotten better. And it's confused. I thought all I needed was kind of more reps, more reps, more reps. But I just linger, What's linger your right at? around one. I'm a one. I'll get down. That's great. A,
1: Did you play college ball or anything?
0: i did not no and you're, um, a one and
1: you're just like leisurely just hanging out at one
0: yeah I, I i got down to point two at one point this summer and then i started like shooting in the 80s again and uh, so
1: if i saw you right now i'd say what are your issues right now is it is it like um, a certain part of your game like short game putting or is it more of random shots or is it you don't have a shot pattern uh, or yeah. just random i don't shots? have a
0: shot pattern what's, what's um i don't my irons don't start online and I don't know what it is I don't know if it's alignment but when the ball comes off the club face on my irons I don't know where to expect to see it
1: well it's probably in, in my in my opinion I'd say it's rotational I mean and, and so what I mean by that is if, if we don't have good start line usually we're slowing our body down through impact which means we don't have rotation so it's the easiest way to return our club face is by rotating through the shot if you slow your body down you're gonna get one ball that like slow your club face closes down and you're going to miss it left and human nature will get us on the next ball to just hold off with our hands. But if we use our body and we turn through it, you'll get much better start
0: lines. That's exactly what I'm trying to work. I'm trying to work the, when I get my hips actually through it, I feel like I can see, I quit. Make sure you get your chest,
1: your chest is more important, your chest, because you can open your hips and have your chest closed and think about this real quick, just a quick tip. If your left shoulder is attached to your left arm and you open that left shoulder up towards the target, you're just opening the left shoulder. Where's your hand move? It moves towards the target. Mm-hmm. Follow me
0: yeah i see that yeah i'm, I'm acting it out okay. right now so
1: where's your handle moving where's your handle moving it's moving mm-hmm. forward okay mm-hmm. so a few things are going to happen your path and face ratios are going to be closer to each other meaning your path's not going right your face is going left which means curve so now your path and face are staying closer to each other which means less curve um and that's just from opening up that left shoulder also your dynamic loft's going to get lower you're actually as you turn all you're doing is getting your handle more forward. Now, doesn't have to be, but that's actually getting the club to come up and out of the ground too. So there's a lot of good things that come from that left shoulder. So when you're thinking just hips, a lot of people just open the hips and keep the chest closed and then their path goes right, face goes left, then you got terrible start line. So make sure as you're opening up that chest, you're opening up properly mm-hmm. and you're opening it up without feeling like you're Moving your upper body forward. You're feeling like your upper body's staying in the same position as you're opening up that left shoulder or that chest. And trust me, that's why if you watch a lot of my players, their eyeballs move out first and their neck and their head move out first because that allows that chest to open up and that left shoulder to open up, which gives you compression. That's why the sound is so good. Some of the best players I've ever heard hit the ball, um, I would say, I, I mean, I don't want to diss anybody, but. I would say Rory has some of the best sound I've ever heard and his hips stall out. But guess what? Chest. He's got one of the most open mm-hmm. chests
0: on the planet. I'm, I'm picturing Duval. I'm picturing Duval when you're talking about your head. Duval, and your eyes moving. Also, yeah.
1: Dustin Johnson, his eyes and head gets out. Who, what about Anika yeah. Sorensen? She was, she was the best, probably one of, arguably one of the best women of all time so things like that just get that chest open because when you get the eyes to release and the the, the neck to release all of a sudden your chest opens
0: god this is making way too much sense right now right, I gotta I'm playing (laughs) a a whole we're on a Sweden's Cove this weekend send me a
1: video bro I'll send 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 you one I was waiting
0: for that I'll (laughs) you you're gonna regret saying that because you'll be getting daily videos I
1: look at videos all
0: day long awesome appreciate it man hey George thanks for the time best of luck I know you got a lot going on with the new project and everything but uh, I know you got a lot of diehard fans I appreciate your time
1: too I appreciate your time this
0: is a thrill so thanks a lot for coming on and best of luck to you All
1: right, thank you so much
0: cheers Um. be the right club be the right club today Yes!
1: yes Johnny that's better than most how about him that is better than most better than most
0: Expect any-